1: It's Champ Week on ESPN. Two games tonight in the Horizon. Northern Kentucky uh, taking on uh, Cleveland State. And then the West Coast Conference Championship game. You'll see the Zags against St. Mary's. Both games on the ESPN app as well. So you can watch... From anywhere. And with that, we begin a new hour of Get Up. It's a huge morning in so many ways today. We are live as always above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. Grazianos here with the very latest information. RC and Nick rolling along today. Jalen Rose in this hour. So we're busy. Jalen will be talking about, among other things, this Crazy finish in Cleveland last night. Oh, you've got to see how this thing ended. Donovan Mitchell and the Cavaliers looking to launch a big win at the top of the Eastern Conference standings. And that's Mitchell in the fourth quarter with a great spin and a finish. Two of his 40. And that brought the Cavaliers all the way back to the lead after trailing by as many as 11, but with 20 seconds to play. Derek White, how does that go in? The friendly bounce, he would score 12. Celtics back up by two. 10 seconds to go, Cavs down two. Mitchell to the hole and they call a foul, stand by. Celtics are gonna challenge, take another look. Is it a good call? Yes, it seems to be. Grant Williams gets him in the head. Mitchell makes both foul shots, we're all tied up. Final seconds, still tied. Where are the Celtics gonna go for a bucket? Three seconds, Peyton Pritchard, no good. Grant Williams, wait a minute. There's another foul called. The Celtics, watch this, Grant Williams gets hit in the arm and it's a good call on that rebound putbacks 0.8 seconds. One free throw will win the game. And look at him. He's saying to Alvin Mitchell, I'm going to make them both. I'm going to make them both. Here's the bad news. He didn't make the first one. Kind of hard to watch, Graziano, isn't it? You sure he didn't say, I'm going to miss them both? <laughs> if so, he'd have been prescient. <laughs> because he missed them both. And as a result, we went to overtime. And I'll give you one guess what would happen to the Celtics there. Donovan Mitchell would happen. Here he goes. Oh, he throws it down. Take a look at Donovan Mitchell with the poster jam and the Cavs. Are starting to pull away there. They fell behind in the OT again, but then they pull away. This is Lamar Stevens knocking down a three, and the Cavs go on to win it 118, 114 in overtime. That is a tough way to lose their third straight for the Celtics. Uh, that ties a season worst stretch. Uh, they've blown leads of at least 14 points in all three of those games. Prior to March, the Celtics led the conference for two straight months. They're now two full games behind Milwaukee for number one. Again, Jalen on the way in this hour. Meanwhile, back to the football here as we are counting down the time until the franchise tag deadline and free agency and the first quarterback domino has fallen and it was Derek Carr yesterday. I'm sure you saw it. He works out a deal with the Saints. It's four years It could be worth up to $150 million and include up to $100 million in guarantees. Carr was pursued by the Saints, the Panthers, and, as many people may know, the New York Jets. That led the uh, always subtle New York Post to put this on their back page today Plan A, A Aaron, as Plan A remains Aaron Rodgers' for the Jets. And so this, we're moving forward here as Dominique and RC jump into the conversation you mentioned earlier, and I think it is significant only in that you get a sense of the timing. It was on this day a year ago Mm -hmm. that Rodgers and the Packers worked out their new deal that he would stay there. So the timing might feel about right for Rodgers and the Packers to work out whatever it is they're going to work out this offseason.
2: Yeah, free agency starts next week. That's when, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and other guys will be on the market. And if the Jets are trying to get Aaron Rodgers, and they're you know, they going to need to know this week. Now, Greeny, I've been texting with people this morning, like as the show's been going on, trying to figure out what's going on here. Uh, my understanding is we have reached the point where Aaron Rodgers uh, is going to talk to the New York Jets at some point. Like, like there's a report out there from our old friend Trey Wingo overnight that he spoke with the Jets yesterday. I haven't confirmed that. I have no reason to doubt it. But my understanding is we've reached that point where the Packers are now going to allow Aaron Rodgers to talk to other teams and that the Jets are you know, prominent on that list. So that tells you we're pretty far down the road. I don't know where it ends up. He could go back to Green Bay, but if he's gonna end up with the Jets, that's probably something that has to get figured out this week, and it sounds like they're in the process of having those discussions. Uh, yes, that's a big sigh. I understand you're very excited. All right, I'm just giving you what I'm. Being I'm having told. a very difficult time. Uh, gra- let's, let me let me make sure I'm not overreacting to all of I this. Don't think okay, are. what is happening
1: here is that the conversation between the Packers or a conversation, maybe multiple, between the Packers and Rodgers have taken place. They've right. begun right. talking to each all other, ongoing. Yes, and
2: the result of that is that Rodgers is talking to other teams, Look, or is about to? We, we know that the Jets have interest, and that before anything gets worked out, that Rodgers would want to speak to the, the team interested in trading to him, and my understanding is that they're in the process of trying to set that up, whatever that means. I I wouldn't be surprised if we find out later today or tomorrow that he's had those conversations. No,
1: but but to to, to be clear, one of the options was that when he came out of his darkness retreat, he and the Green Bay Packers were going to decide, you know what, we love each other, we're going to go forward for (laughs) another year. It's still possible. It's possible that it happens, but but you know what, Patrick Mahomes isn't talking to the Jets about possibly getting traded there because he's not going to get traded. And Aaron Rodgers is talking to the Jets because the Packers are serious – have come to the,
2: rec- the, the realization yeah, that they're going to trade. Him. I don't want it out there that Graziano says Aaron Rodgers is talking to the. No, guests. I understand. My understanding is that that's something that that is being discussed in terms of being set up for the early part of this week. But
1: yeah. even that, even that, stuff, yeah. I think uh, sort of confirmed. Not nothing. Greedy says, so, uh, "RC, go help me here."
2: Greedy, go.
3: Yes.
1: What you're trying? You're trying to force Dan Graziano to
3: say something. Right. Dan is doing his best to not say. Like, that was uh, so, here's a, so here's what happened. Um, I mean, we've all seen Harlem Nights. Aaron, I feel like Aaron Rodgers emerged from his darkness retreat, and he saw he saw sunshine, <laughs> and he he made a call, and he called Green Bay, and he said, "Hey, put your mom it on it. the phone." And he said, baby, I ain't never coming home. And that's exactly (laughs) what it seems like Aaron Rodgers has told the Green Bay Packers. And so now it's about him figuring out if he is going to talk to the Jets, if it is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders, what's the best place for him? If any place is the best place for him. The one thing we've seen about Aaron Rodgers is he does take his career seriously and he wants to be in control. And now he is. He has been for the last few off seasons. And if you're the new New York Jets, I believe that your plan A was always Aaron Rodgers. I believe that Derek Carr was sort of a contingency, and Graziano knows this better than anybody. Executives and agents don't go to the combine to talk about players coming out in the draft. They want to talk about free agents. They want to talk about trades. They want to talk about current NFL players. And you better believe that Aaron Rodgers was one of those conversations. So I believe if you're the, Norky, if you're the New York Jets, you at least caught wind that Aaron Rodgers may be able to talk to you soon and it seems as if that's going to happen and they are absolutely right it is plan
1: a Aaron. Look, I don't want to.
3: Yeah, I, I,
1: I, I'm. I, I'm taking all of this circumstantial evidence. The fact that Derek Carr wound up signing with New Orleans. Yeah. Well, everyone told me all along. Watch what the Jets do with Carr. They could easily have have given them the contract. That was good advice. because You see what they did. Yeah, they, they clearly got the impression that they were <laughs> that they're in. And out. Everything is pointing to Rogers to the Jets. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, and it's not just me. I think it is a logical uh, is. way to interpret everything that is happening. Nick, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no problem. I think that Aaron
4: Rodgers It does feel like it's a high possibility that he's coming to New York. I don't know that he's going to end up in Harlem. I strongly doubt that. But I do think that the big question about Aaron Rodgers is not how good he's going to be because I think he has a much bigger gun than Arsenio Hall. He's still got something left in that arm and you just better hope that he got more than a swallow left in the container of orange juice if he's going to finish his career. I think he has more than that. I think he has enough to lift this team to the level that they think they needed to be lifted to. The tough thing is They're in the AFC, so they got a lot of quarterbacks over there that can play with him, but their best chance of success is with Aaron Rodgers.
1: So the timing on this, while there's no way to know for certain, um, it does feel as though it is in everyone's best interest for it to move along much more quickly
2: as opposed to last all the way into next week, It's not like Derek Carr where you just sign. It has to be a trade right? And you'd have to work out trade compensation. We've discussed this before. It would make more sense financially for the Packers to wait till after June 1st to trade him. I'm not sure how feasible that is given other teams' timetables. So there are some things to figure out. The Jets have to make sure they're $60 million under the cap by next Wednesday at at 4 p.m. Eastern if they're going to acquire Aaron Rodgers officially on that day. So uh, a few more hurdles to clear for sure before you can throw the party that is welling up inside of you.
1: It's welling. I mean, there's no question about that. There is there is a welling that is going on inside of me. Um, and so, look, we'll, we'll wind up seeing what happens. And, and so this is something that is playing out as we speak. Uh, everyone is laughing at me, and oh, I understand. Really?
2: Oh, it's just it's
1: amazing. I think I'm speaking on behalf of an entire long, downtrodden fan base. The mere fact that we're having this conversation is the closest we've been to the Super Bowl in a decade. (laughs) Just talking about this is the closest the Jets have come to winning anything in a decade, Mm. so we'll see what happens. In the meantime, it's not the only... In fact, (laughs) there are huge stories out there. Let's run the hurry up. Geno Smith got himself a nice deal in Seattle.
2: Three-year contract. Hours after Derek Carr agreed to a deal with the Saints, Geno Smith agrees to a three-year deal to stay uh, in Seattle. This was Seattle's hope all along. They'd be able to come to an agreement after the big year he had. NFL comeback player of the year stays in Seattle. I mentioned earlier, it's a three-year deal. May not prevent Seattle from looking at quarterback with that number five pick, but uh, they do know who their quarterback is going to be next year. We're at the time of the year where where we look at salary cap casualties, and Frank Clark of the Chiefs appears as if he will be one of those Uh, The cap number just too big. His production, while outstanding in the postseason, has been kind of in and out for the Chiefs. They will look elsewhere for edge rush help unless they're able to bring him back on a lesser deal, which uh, always sounds like something that works but rarely does in these situations. And then the NFL announced yesterday that wide receiver Calvin Ridley was reinstated from his suspension for gambling. You see Ridley here playing for the Atlanta Falcons. He's currently a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Greeny, I know you mentioned this this morning, that there are people out there, perhaps yourself included, that forgot that the Jaguars traded for Calvin Ridley on the trade deadline that last year. An extremely shrewd move that looks like it's going to pay off for Jacksonville now that he's eligible to participate in all-team activities and be ready for this season. Absolutely. I want to bring that up with the guys quickly
1: here in the moment that we have. I will confess completely that when that story first came across on Twitter yesterday, I said, wait a minute, when did he get traded to Jacksonville? It was on deadline 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 day for a fifth-round pick. I believe that's correct. Fifth-round pick, yes. R.C., I mean, that guy... If, if everything works out, and we understand that he had missed time the year before with some issues and whatever it might be, and then he was suspended for the year, but that guy's a true number one wide receiver they may have just added in Jacksonville for practically nothing, that could wind up being one of the great steals we've seen in the NFL in a long time.
3: Yeah, absolutely. When you look at Calvin Ridley, he was co- becoming the one in Atlanta before getting injured and obviously being suspended. He's a guy that's a route-running surgeon. And when you look at what the Jacksonville Jaguars were able to accomplish last season, they've already franchised Evan Ingram, who had a breakout season with them last year. Now you add Calvin Ridley allows Christian Kirk to do what he does in the slot. And this is just another piece to help Trevor Lawrence become the quarterback he was drafted to be out of Cleveland. I think this is a huge move, a great add, and going to play big dividends for them down the line in 2023.
1: What do you think, Nick?
4: Yeah, he's the matchup problem, and I think this is how you build around a young quarterback. They started off with a rocky patch there with decisions that they made down in Jacksonville, but it feels like they're on the right path. I'm looking forward to seeing Calvin Ridley back on the field and Trevor Lawrence continue to improve.
1: It's, I, a, it's a fourth-round pick, right?
4: Just it's a fifth-round
2: it pick this year, oh, and not. a 2024 pick that, that can be as high as a second-rounder if certain conditions are met, so, yeah.
1: They'll be happy to give that up if the conditions if, are if met. If the
2: conditions are if
1: met, If he exactly. plays as well as he might. That's a team that made a nice little playoff. They won a playoff game this year, and we'll see what they're able to do. And a nice addition there for a very inexpensive price. As we continue, it is D-Day in Baltimore. Decision time for Lamar. Will he be tagged? Will there be a trade? By this afternoon, it all comes into focus. We've got the latest. Plus, he's the perfect son. Can anyone out west beat Kevin Durant and the Suns? Jalen Rose will answer that question as we roll on. You're watching Get Up on ESPN. All right, the clock is tick, tick, ticking towards the franchise tag deadline. We are well under seven hours now until all these decisions have to be made, including the big one in Baltimore. The franchise tag deadline today, if no deal is reached before then, the Ravens will apply the franchise tag to Lamar Jackson. They can go one of two ways. They can apply the exclusive tag, which would cost them more, but make it much less likely that he departs. Or the non-exclusive tag in which case there could be a frenzy of teams trying to find a way to bring Lamar Jackson to their team and here's one of the reasons why he just wins games Uh, as far as starting quarterbacks who've debuted since the Super Bowl era only those three legends have won at a higher clip than Lamar Jackson has So as we look back over the course of this process, and I feel like we've all been documenting this and sort of living through it as it has taken about two years to get this thing done, um, it is remarkable that it's actually arrived here, and it's kind of hard to to fathom why in the world would we get to this place. One way or another, we are here in the event that they put the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, which from everything I'm gathering seems like the likeliest possibility here then should we expect teams to be coming forward with offer sheets for him almost immediately? How does
2: that work? It it could be immediately, yes. At that point, if they put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him, any team can make him a contract offer, send an official offer sheet um, via the league's system that that governs all that. And and the Ravens would then have – he would communicate that to the Ravens. Uh, In most cases, his agent would, but he didn't have one. So he would communicate that to the Ravens. Uh, and the Ravens would have seven days to decide whether or not to match it. If they match it, he stays in Baltimore on the deal that the other team constructed for right. them. Uh, if they If they don't match it, he is a member of that other team. Let's hypothetically see the Atlanta Falcons make an offer. And the Ravens decide not to match it. He goes to the Falcons, and the Ravens get the Falcons next to first-round draft picks. So that's that's the risk they run with the non-exclusive team. Yeah, so, I mean, two first-round picks for a player of his caliber seems like a very
1: inexpensive price to pay, and then you got to give him the contract that he wants, and then you go forward. So this could all happen uh, right now. And and so, I mean, Ryan Clark, let's talk about this. We, we mentioned earlier, should you be afraid of Aaron Rodgers' leaves, afraid of your ex doing better, whatever it is? If I'm Baltimore, I'm very <laughs> afraid of letting Lamar Jackson walk out the door, right? That guy could be winning championships championships. championships for the next 10 years.
3: Man, listen, a famous poet once said, you can kill me with your hatefulness, but still like air, I rise. And that's what Lamar Jackson is going to do if he leaves Baltimore. We're not necessarily trying to figure out if Lamar Jackson has more in the tank. This isn't an Aaron Rodgers situation to where he's 40 years old. He's been in all of these great situations, and he's had all of these great players around him, great play calling, and he's played to a level that exceeded what we thought. And now we expect him to descend. Now we expect him to regress. Lamar Jackson is still getting better. Lamar Jackson hasn't been in the best situations. And he's made it work. Lamar Jackson is the system. And so if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you have to understand. And Jay-Z said it best. Almost let the baddest girl in the game get away. He he said, you never go Eric Benet. And right now, the Baltimore (laughs) Ravens are moving themselves into that.
1: Just can I, say, can I say something else though? If, if we're, we're going to be in the business of quoting Jay Z, uh, the Baltimore Ravens have 99 problems, and the quarterback is not one. So I don't, I don't know that I fully understand how
3: they would allow that, Michael.
1: Yeah. Well done,
4: Michael. I appreciate that, but you. You you left you left one poet on uh, out there that you didn't connect, so I'll, I'll pick that one up. I will okay. say about Lamar Jackson that we don't understand how emotional, um, or we don't take into account the emotions of every situation. And I think that the non-exclusive franchise tag is a problem because the best possible outcome is that you bring him back under contract that someone else has offered, and that feels disrespectful to your franchise quarterback. So what yep. I will say to them to continue on the poet motif is that people don't remember what they what you do. They don't remember what you say. They remember how you make them feel. Mm -hmm. Maya Angelou, don't think I missed what you did off the top, RC. So I think that the (laughs) Ravens should take a note to that also and understand that all this stuff that they're saying and doing doesn't matter. If Lamar Jackson, the heart and soul of your franchise, not only the best player on your team, but kind of the representation of the Ravens, if he comes back, upset because you put a non-exclusive franchise tag on them, then I think that you're in a worse situation that you could have imagined.
1: Well, l- let me ask all three of you this question because I don't feel I can get an answer to it. And maybe none of you knows. But, like, where is the relationship between the two sides? Because well, it felt like the season ended so badly. I've got people telling me they thought he could play, should play, would play. His teammates are defending him. The general manager saying things that makes everybody mad. Other players are tweeting nasty things. Like, has this thing gotten ugly? Because I think they've
2: tried to act like it isn't. I don't think it's ugly. There has, there's some tension there because of the way last year went and, and all that. And, and I, I mean the season as opposed to the yeah. negotiation. Um, but they've talked in recent days. I, I, I mean, they've had conversations about that contract during or, and or since the combine. Uh, and I, I think they'll probably try one more time today before 4 o'clock happens to see if there's any deal to be done. So I think ultimately we're at a point where an agreement can be reached and everybody's happy. Uh, they just haven't gotten there yet. And again, it's important for people to understand what's, <laughs> it, what's at issue here. It's the guaranteed money. The Ravens are willing to pay him. Ryan, they don't want ahead. to guarantee the whole contract. Why, RC? I just don't.
3: And Dan, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to put words in in Dan's mouth. Like they've talked in recent days. Yeah. Like I, I, I feel like if it's Lamar Jackson and you're trying to work out a deal before getting to the franchise tag. You should be trying to talk all day every day. Like yeah. People should be hopping on private oh, yeah. jets to go to South Florida and just be in front of Lamar Jackson and just showing him that you really need him to be there. You really want him to, to, yeah. to, to, to be the quarterback of this team. You want to get this. What is more important right now than Lamar Jackson? Another thing is this. In talking with players from the Baltimore Ravens, getting opportunities to be at the Pro Bowls everybody loves him everybody wants him there. The yeah. reason that Marlon Humphrey says after the Cincinnati Bengals lost Lamar couldn't play is because of all of the questions that oh it seems like Lamar could play John Harbaugh is saying this like when when stuff starts getting leaked to the media when when it gets to us that means there's a problem
1: because yeah. it has to go through so many layers in the locker room before that. Absolutely. I'm up against the bottom of an hour. We can talk about it. That's why I'm wondering if he isn't actually in a mind where he'd rather wind up going someplace else. We'll try and get to the bottom of that as we go. We'll find out franchise tag deadline is today. In the meantime, as we continue, what in the heck is happening to the Celtics? Another tough loss last night. Jalen Rose here with all the NBA conversation, plus another big decision on franchise tag day for the Giants. They want to keep Daniel Jones and Saquon. Can they keep them both? We'll find out. And we'll also find out if Graziano can answer This one from Sneaky Hemba. Which team's leading receiver, could be a receiver, a tight end, or a running back, had the fewest yards last year? The answer's next. Get up on ESPN.
5: Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.
4: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com
3: today.
1: All right, we are back. Graziano is here. I'm not a huge fan of the question. I like it. You like it?
2: Yeah, I like it. Eh.
1: Feels a tad random. Uh, again, Hembo oh. is a very small man. Uh, let's, sure. let's try this. Which team's leading receiver last year, so it could be play any position, yeah, the, yeah. the player who had the least yards, had the fewest yards of any team in the league?
2: The reason I like it is because there's a lot of teams it could be, right? You look at teams that didn't have a lot of passing yards, didn't have a lot of stars on the offensive in terms of pass catchers. You know, the Bears are certainly a candidate the Giants, the Houston Texans, but the team that keeps coming back to me because I can't imagine, I can't think of who their leading receiver was is the Tennessee Titans. So that's my guess, Tennessee. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. so who was it? That is correct.
1: It was Robert, Robert Woods, five twenty-seven. Oh, I come cannot on. believe you got that. that. I, the, I Bears even, I got, the, the Bears were next. The Bears were is next. Probably commit. It doesn't say who it was. Oh, okay, yes. And, and then the Texans, Cardinals, and Giants. That is Cardinals. Right. Brandon like the Cardinals. Robert oh, Woods good. of the Titans was the, the of, 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 of what I can describe as an unfair question. You oh, just that got it Oh, that's a good right. question. I like that, that is question. Incredible. I like it even more now. Scoreboard says. As of right now, Hembo he don't versus Braziano. Why did get four? Wait a minute. Off to a huge oh, lead. And I think Hembo actually lied about the four. I haven't I think even those, been here that much. I don't even think that counts. <laughs> we're, we're just mayhem right now. One way or another, that is an outstanding answer. Meanwhile, tick, 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 ticking tick clock as we continue to work our way towards the NFL's franchise tag deadline. Six and a half hours from now, all these decisions will be made and none bigger than the one that's going to be made by the Giants. Do they franchise tag their quarterback, Daniel Jones? That could lead, among other things, to Saquon Barkley's departure. Or do they work out a deal long-term with Jones, which could lead uh, to... Uh, depart- to um, to Saquon Barkley getting the franchise tag and then they don't have that problem. That doesn't seem like a good reason to make a big deal with the quarterback. There have to be other reasons to make a big deal for the quarterback. And so for all the people who are asking why would the Giants pay Daniel Jones as much money as some are suggesting they might be about to, Dominique Foxworth, you gave a pretty good answer.
4: Yeah, I think that you don't want to be in a situation where you're rooting against your starting quarterback. So if you franchise tag him mm. in order to get him on a better deal than you had an offer with this year, that means you're rooting for him to fail. So like, if you're rooting for him to succeed, then you're going to give him more money. I've yet to see a quarterback go on a franchise tag and then come back and sign a contract for less than he was worth. That's just not how it works. So if you believe in Daniel Jones, I understand you may not have enough evidence. You might think that last year was just a hot hand in the dice game. But you are you believe in him enough to bring him back, then you should pay him. And maybe you can make it a shorter deal, two to three years fully guaranteed, and move on at that point and see if he proves himself over that time. But I don't really get the purpose of franchise tagging him and then trying to make it so he succeeds so that then you have to pay him 50 after next year. Go ahead and sign him if, if he's what? shown yeah. you enough and you believe Dumb. that you've failed him up until this point.
3: RC, go. What? What? D- Dom, you only gonna have to pay him 50 if he earns 50. And if he earns 50, then pay it to him. You talking about the hot hand in the dice game. He must have been playing in one of them dice games on the corner where all you can win is $2 if you get hot. Because it wasn't that hot. It wasn't a Patrick Mahomes type of hot. He wasn't, he wasn't even hot enough to get to Vegas, which is where the Pro Bowl is. That's so what we're talking you. about. Giving. Giving him 40 plus million for 15 tubs? for that for two games during the regular season with over 230 yards passing and now don't get me wrong I know it's not all about what you can do passing but I feel like we're taking we're looking at Daniel Jones from where he was which was awful and we didn't even know if he could be an NFL quarterback to now and we're taking that vast improvement to say we should pay him on that rather than looking at who he truly was this season I think Daniel Jones played Really well compared to what he'd done in his first three years in the league, but he's not playing to to play himself into a position where you want to be locked down with Daniel Jones for years. No, root for him. Root for him like the Cowboys were rooting for Dak. Like I, I don't, I don't think that that's wrong. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with you. I don't think it's wrong
4: either, but it's not about whether he's proven that he deserves it or not. It's about the timing of the situation. He's got them in this position. It happens so often on the the other way where the players outperform, but they have so much more time left on their contract. This time, he showed you a glimpse, and you can look at even what the owner said and look at how they failed him up until this point. I'm not saying he's worth that. I'm saying at this point, given what he's shown and given the alternatives, that the best possible thing you can do is to sign him to a couple-year deal over that guarantees him 40 a year, rather than go into a franchise situation where best-case scenario, he plays well, you have to pay him 50. Worst-case scenario, he plays poorly, and then you're looking for a a whole new quarterback at that point. Or you have to negotiate with him again and pay him 40 next year when he's bad. So I guess I'm just talking about the situation more than what he's shown and what he's proven.
1: You know, Dan, the guy who drafted him, Dave Gettleman, famously said at some point during the evaluation, he fell in love. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's really what this comes down to. <laughs> uh, do they like him or do they love him? <laughs> I mean, have you decided yet that you love him? If you love him, then give him the deal and we're all good here. But if you merely like him, uh, you are running the risk of Bloom this going love, sideways on Right.
2: You introduced this segment by saying that, that, that wanting to franchise Saquon Barkley is a bad reason for giving a long-term extension to the quarterback. And you're right. The reason would be we believe in him. We think he's our long. Term answer, he showed enough. So if that's how the Giants feel, then it's going to be a deal. Uh, uh, you know, if it's fully guaranteed, like Dominique suggests, Lamar Jackson is going to be doing cartwheels because he's going to be able to say, "See, there's another one out there." But I mean, after yesterday, when those two guys got 35-ish right? I mean, you know, and you can franchise him for 32. I just don't see the need for going over 40 here just to get this done. I'll I, say this. If
1: Daniel Jones gets a fully guaranteed contract, and yeah, Lamar Jackson does not, it is going to be one of one of the really amusing conversations oh, that we've had I on this it. program <laughs> in a long time. I'll let me leave it there <laughs> oh, for a minute, because Jalen Rose is ready to go. Let's run the floor uh, through the NBA action of last night, and it starts in the West, where the Nuggets notched their eighth straight home win, led by Jamal Murray's 20 20- Nikola Jokic added 17 points, 13 boards, 9 assists. Nuggets beat the Raptors by 5. Elsewhere, we showed you the highlight earlier of the Sixers in a high-scoring game, knocking off the Pacers on the road. Joella Embiid had 42. James Harden had 20 assists. So the Sixers are making a run up near the top of the Eastern Conference standings, in part because the Celtics keep losing. Donovan Mitchell had 40 last night. Cavs in a fourth-quarter comeback. They beat the Celtics in overtime. Now Boston has lost three straight. They played last night without Jason Tatum. And that win gave the fourth-place Cavs some room ahead of the suddenly surging Knicks. The Celtics, meanwhile, are now two full games behind Milwaukee after having been at the top for almost the entirety of this season and there he is the one the only Jalen Rose gets up with us early from LA this morning so Jay all year long as I have been asking you this on countdown when I've said who's the best team in the East you have been riding Boston basically from day one they've now fallen two games behind the Bucks. they have lost three consecutive games do you still believe when push comes to shove the Celtics are the team to beat in the East.
6: I do, Greeny. So much so, I wanted to get up at 6.30 Pacific time with my hair half-twisted and no (laughs) fresh haircut to tell you this answer because people are going to look at the standings and see what you just said but not recognizing that Jason Tatum didn't play and teams go through lulls throughout the season. I do, however, appreciate the surgeon 76ers, the dominance of Joel Embiid, the creativity of James Harden and them getting it together. But the Boston Celtics are the deepest team in basketball when they're healthy. Their backcourt, their foursome is the best in the league, led by Jalen Brown, who averages 26 points per game, who had over 30 last night. Marcus Smart, who's the reigning defensive player of the year, who's a terrific playmaker, averaging a career-high seven assists, Derek White has been player of the week in the NBA this year. And obviously Malcolm Brogdon, who had a terrific game last night. When the Celtics are healthy, Grant Williams ain't going to be the guy with the ball late going to the free throw line saying he's going to make both of the shots and miss them. Because he ain't going to be in that position. That was a tough
1: loss last night, and that was a tough moment for him. Okay, so I can't sell you on my belief that the Bucs are actually the best team in the East. Can I now sell you on my belief that KD makes the Suns the best team in the West? On Countdown Sunday, you told me you were still riding with other teams and it's going to take the Suns some time and they could get knocked out early and they continue to look unbelievable with him and Devin Booker. Are the Suns the team to beat in the West?
6: No. And I'm not going to get... um. It's easy to get mesmerized by the greatness of Kevin Durant because I do it as well. He's he's an elite player, one of the top players and scorers in the history of the league, a four-time scoring champion. Same with Devin Booker. These guys can take turns getting 30 or 35, which one of those guys is going to basically have every game. But what happens in the playoffs is the game is going to slow down. And you're going to need depth, in particular, up front. And they are got to find a way to get DeAndre Ayton more involved. He's a terrific young player, averaging 18 and 10. But under this circumstance, he's becoming afterthought. Chris Paul, they're going to need more depth to go with him and campaign in the backcourt, in the playoffs. And so, again, Kevin Durant, first round. If they play against the Golden State Warriors, if they're healthy, the Splash Brothers, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Jordan Poole, along with Wiggins, if he's back with that team, and an emerging Kaminga, that's the perfect time for the Golden State Warriors to face the Phoenix Suns, who, by the way, the Warriors have been awful, awful on the road, mm-hmm. but they have an on and off switch. And you brought up the Bucks. Let me just say one thing. Giannis... You better than that, dog. Come on, mm. Giannis. Come okay. on, dog. B- Come on, now. Come on. Come on, now. All right, let, let me ask you about one other you thing. You know what I'm talking about, too. I'm talking, I'm talking about the bogus rebound he tried to go for to get the triple-double. Which they I took away. I remember my guy Ricky Davis for the Cavs did that, and they threw it in the backcourt to him, and he got flamed for doing that. I'm glad the NBA rescinded that triple-double. Come on, Giannis. You better than that. Fair enough. I wanted to ask you about one
1: other thing though today, and it's about LeBron James' tweet last night. I'm not sure if you saw it, but LeBron James, who's hurt, is watching basketball <laughs> last night. We had to go make sure this is from his verified account. He tweeted, man, Bronny's definitely better than some of these cats I've been watching on League Pass today. Lightweight, hilarious. What do you think of LeBron? What's LeBron saying there?
6: He boosting the stock of his son. Like you would do, like I would do also. And again, he's watching the Celtics game. If you look at the time of that tweet, you see Grant Williams miss two free throws. you like, Bronny would have knocked those down. <laughs> and again, he's an ascending young prospect. I, wa- I love watching the growth in his game as a three-point shooter, as a finisher at the hoop. He's working on his ball handling. Again, and, 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 and he's a dynamic young player. But this is going to take some time, Greeny. Because, as you know, the NBA doesn't allow players to come straight out of high school and enter the NBA draft. So the main thing I'm looking forward to see with Ronnie is what happens next year. Does he go to college? I don't believe he's going to go overseas. Is he going to work out for 12 months and then enter the draft? That's what I'm waiting to see. He's not going to be able to go straight from high school like his dad did.
1: Remember, you can now make a whole bunch of money while in college as opposed to the way it was when you were there or when LeBron didn't go, so we'll see what he does. Jay rose we will see you as the week goes on. Enjoy out in L.A. We will get Jalen working here again. we got the doubleheader well, tomorrow brother. night with NBA Countdown, uh, which starts in the Big Easy. We'll have Brandon Ingram and the Pelicans hosting Luka and the Mavs tomorrow night, followed by the Raptors and Clippers. L.A. making that late push. Coverage will start with NBA Countdown 7 Eastern, and that's tomorrow on ESPN. Again, as we continue, is now really the time for the Packers to move on from Aaron Rodgers? Is real love really all they need? We'll answer that question next. Get up on ESPN.
0: And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia,
1: We are back on Get Up, and as the clock ticks towards the franchise tag deadline and the beginning of free agency in the NFL, the biggest shoe we await uh, to drop will be that one that belongs to Aaron Rodgers. You see the New York Post typically understated, plan A, Aaron, that after Derek Carr uh, left the possibility for the New York Jets. And again, you're working the story all morning long, and we're very careful about Reporting what we do specifically know and don't know. Where do we stand right now with Rodgers and his future in or outside of Green Bay?
2: I think things are moving along quicker than people realize. Uh, There was a report from our old friend Trey Wingo overnight that Rodgers spoke to the Jets yesterday. If that's the case, he would have had to secure the Packers' permission to do that, and that would indicate there have been some discussions between the Jets and the Packers about a trade. Uh, I've been trying to get that report confirmed this morning. The best I can do is I have sources telling me that 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 the sides are trying to arrange a discussion between Rogers and the Jets, and that that's likely to happen if it hasn't already uh, by the end of the day today. So that could mean things are cl- now again. If this happens and Rogers talks to the Jets, he could maybe he doesn't like what he hears. Maybe he stays in Green. There's, there's definitely a lot of different ways this can still go. But the fact that we're at this point where we're talking about it like this indicates that things are moving along. And as we mentioned at the very top of the show, this was the day. It was the Tuesday before free agency week last year that Rodgers came out and announced he was staying with the Packers. So this is about the right time for this thing to, to, to find a resolution.
1: All right. This is a moment at which I need my friends. I mean, I just need you. Go, go ahead. Dominique, RC, just take it. I, there's no way. I can't. I can't yeah. deal with the pressure that is mounting. It feels like every single minute this could actually happen. Something that I've been trying to speak into existence might actually happen. R.C. and Nick, you are my friends. Help me. R.C., what is with the, what is with the eyes closed? Tell me. I just feel for you, man. I think, you know,
3: the greatest <laughs> uh, breeding ground for disappointment is expectations, and your expectations are getting exceedingly higher, and I could see the hope starting to well up in you, and I don't want to see those hopes dash. You know, for so many years, you have been pessimistically optimistic about the New York Jets. (laughs) You knew that you guys stunk, but you still hoped for the best, and, you know, I don't want to bring – Uh, Maya Angelou up again but you should hope for the best and you should prepare for the worst and you should be unsurprised by anything in between and that's where you are right now Greeny because what if you do get Aaron Rodgers and what if Aaron Rodgers just isn't quite Aaron Rodgers and you guys don't get a Super Bowl then you're all excited for nothing or what if Aaron Rodgers rides off into the sunsets and he goes to play with jungle cats and eat mushrooms and and freaking sit in the dark and, and, and host TV shows. Then you're also going to be sad. Oh Just wait, Greeny. Just wait. And maybe if Don't you wait. wait and then you Don't get wait. Aaron Rodgers and you get that ring, now you're so excited because you weren't expecting it. But right now, Greeny, I feel like you're setting yourself up for a ton of disappointment. And as your friend, I am very, very sad. Me?
4: Don't wait. Get excited. Let it well. Let it boil <laughs> no. over. Aaron Rodgers is coming to New York, Greeny. Get to order the jersey right now. Rename your dog. Uh. All the things that you got to do because he is don't. coming to town. You're not renaming Phoebe. them hopes up. Phoebe. And you're going you to be in the Super Bowl. And you're going straight to the Super Bowl. So I'm excited for you. I don't know why R.C. try to pretend like he's your friend and he don't want you to be happy. I want you to have nice things, Greeny. It's going to work out for you. I believe in you.
2: I can't tell which one of them thinks is being nice to you and which one is messing with you. Yeah. I think it could be both. Are the uh, latter in a moment of trying to inject some level of professionalism into my into
1: my <laughs> presentation today? Oh, and Lord knows for that's for long what? since gone out the window. It should be pointed out the Jets are not the. It is possible the Jets are not the only right. team to which he could be having a conversation right now. We have been hearing about the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. It feels like since the beginning of this process. But
2: coming out of the combine, you start to get a little feel for how things are leaning, and it seemed like the Raiders were thinking more about going to a draft rookie? or other options. You know, Garoppolo is out there. He's got a. Really relationship with Josh McDaniels I think that would make some sense so uh, I can't rule them out Right, but it, it seems like if he's going to be somewhere, if Aaron Rodgers is going to be somewhere that isn't Green Bay next year, that the Jets feel like the most likely team for him to land on.
1: Serious question for, for you guys who played all those years: like, what's going on? Now, I know there are, they aren't all in a locker room right now, but within the locker room of a team, when there's all when this kind of conversation is going on out there, what kinds of conversations are going on amongst the players in any of these places where these huge decisions are being made, literally as we speak?
3: Well, no conversations Hope. going on between the players because they ain't there right now, Greedy, Right. We on vacation. We ain't tripping on Aaron Rodgers. You Aaron Rodgers is on the darkness retreat, and I'm somewhere trying to be on a sunshine retreat. Aaron Rodgers trying to eat one time a day. I'm trying to eat six times a day. Ain't nobody finna be held hostage by Aaron Rodgers and whatever the hell he's trying to do now. I did sit with Cam Jordan on the pivot at the Super Bowl, and he talked about. Actually, he brought up Derek Carr, and he felt like his window was still open, and if he could get a Derek Carr, if he could get an Aaron Rodgers, maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo, that they would be in the game. Now they have Derek Carr. So there are the Camp Jordans that are playing on certain teams that are focused on Super Bowls that actually care about the quarterback. But I think Aaron Rodgers is so hard to pin down, holds so hard to understand. Folks ain't trying to wreck their brain right now in, in weight of what he's going to decide to do. I think you are looking at yeah. Aaron Rodgers like, if he shows up in my locker room, great. If he doesn't, I got I gotta go play with what, the,
1: what I have. Now here's what I will say, is that out of the corner of my eye, I can see every time you get a text. <laughs> And every time you get a text, I get a little excited. So we'll see. It's at any point now, you might just jump in on me here, Gaziano. He's Stop been texting the back flow, all day long. He's been texting back and forth with people. So Nothing's we'll easy with Aaron Rodgers. Just yeah. remember that. We'll find out. I would love to be able to tell you more at some point soon. Meanwhile, we have more to do here. And then, first take is coming up next. How concerned should we be about the Celtics after another overtime loss last night? Plus, should Lamar Jackson want to stay? In Baltimore, it's first take. Molly, Stephen, and company coming up top of the hour here on ESPN. Another day is here,
4: and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
1: Champ Week continues tonight with a Horizon League title game, 7 Eastern. Then it's the West Coast Conference Championship game uh, with the Zags having played in every one of those going back to 1998. Both games are also on the ESPN app, so you can watch. From anywhere. All right, Graziano, as we wrap it up for today, again, huge day, franchise tag deadline, lots of news, anything big
2: on the text? No, I did want to mention, though, because RC said the Ravens should be meeting face-to-face with Lamar. Their GM, Eric DaCosta, did go to South Florida this weekend and do that, so they're working on it.
1: Maybe something happens before four. We'll see you tomorrow. First take starts now.
5: Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket.